Welcome to a brand new episode of In the Mind. It is the dead hour. And it is October 31st, Halloween. Happy Halloween to all you listeners out there. In this episode, I'm going to share some stories I found across Creepypasta and Reddit. Now, I said in the last episode that I would share some personal stories, but I figured that this would be much more entertaining, seeing it as it's coming from strangers. Sorry, folks. I just heard something. It could be the wind. Because it actually is windy outside. <laughs> but anyways, let's set the mood right. Have a seat. Kick back, relax. Turn the lights down. Light a candle. Make sure no one else is in the room with you. You can close your eyes if you want as you listen to these stories. But I warn you, you might start seeing and hearing things that you did not expect. So let's get on with it. This first story, I found it on a subreddit, Paranormal Encounters. It was posted by Madison Ridgeway. It's titled, My Friend is a Hotspot for Paranormal Activity. I want to warn you folks, as I read this story, please bear with me as I am reading the way this person typed it. I've been working with this girl who has quickly become a friend. She's opened up about some crazy stuff she's experienced, some of which I've been there to witness. After hearing her stories, I am insanely curious as to what this all means. I'm relaying this from my memory of her several stories, so bear with me if this is long. Is there a handful of incidents? As there are a handful of incidents and stories to go with. One day I came into work and she opened up to me about her weekend working alone at the office. She starts by telling me that her friend came to visit, get and drop food off, and they proceeded to chat about the day. Side note, her office is by the front door, so the first thing you see when you come in. In the middle or talking, she hears the keypad being entered into the front door, which proceeds to swinging open. Both confused, she hops up to see who's there. There is no one there. No extra cars, no people, nothing. She said she shut the door and sat, to, sat down to continue her conversation. All of a sudden, the door swings open again. No one there, once again. She closes it one more time and locks it. She said she was sketched out at this point, but felt like it was a fluke. This happens for a third time. She hears the keypad being hit, and then it swings open to no one. The door. Her friend quickly said, yeah, I've got to go, and she left. Luckily, it stopped after this as she was alone. The next story I was involved in, and honestly, I was so spooked that it triggered me to write this. Another side note, 
Our office has a basement with a door that opens to outside. Back to the story. Our boss was having an agent meeting party throughout the entirety of the day. And near the end, her and I decided to hang out with everyone. With it being the end, we felt like it was our time to relax a bit and hang out. Her and I were working on the vision boards when all of a sudden the basement door slams open. Startling everyone in the room. Within seconds, the door up the stairs to the first floor slams closed. I seriously jumped out of my skin, but no one else just seemed to budge. More so, they just seemed to be annoyed. The door at the top of the stairs proceeded to slam, closed about three more times, randomly and aggressively, with no one touching it. I was so spooked, but kept it inside. Just joking with her, asking, what the hell does she bring into the office? A few weeks ago, she told me she has seen ghosts and had some other weird stuff happen, but nothing she seems to be too alarmed about. She first told me that at the house she's staying at with her parents, lights flicker constantly and blow out. To the point they have even asked, what is going on with her? Has this never happened before? She has to replace them repeatedly with no explanation. But, more importantly, she says she's seen ghosts, and today she told me those stories. The first one she said is a man she's has seen, she has seen around the house frequently. He wears a blue plaid shirt and was at the foot of her bed for the first time she saw him. It was about 3 a.m. and she woke up to the sight of him, sitting at the edge of her bed. She says she tried to ignore it, cover her head. But when she opened her eyes, once again, he was still there. She said she ended up kicking the comforter. And that is when she saw him stand up and then disappear into nothingness. When I asked if anyone else in her family had seen him, she said her son had and said he explained the exact same outfit and then proceeded to say that he was a good guy and he wasn't scared. God bless. Lastly, this story spooks me the most. She says she was driving with a friend when she was in high school on a backcountry road. They drove up on a woman standing in the middle of the street. She was wearing all black and seemed to be wearing clothes from decades previous. She said that the woman levitated off the pavement and into the woods and disappeared. Her friend and her, both in shock, stopped in the middle of the street, sat in pure fear and then silence before getting the hell out of there. Too many stories to tell in one, like I said. The main question is, what would cause this amount of activity around her? Has anyone else experienced this? She says she's had this happen to her whole, her whole life and has no clue as to why. That is the end of the first one. As I read that, I've had uh, memory flashbacks of people telling me certain stories. Sounds similar as this, especially one about the office. I worked at a at a bank. It was a known brand bank. Too many to count, and uh, there were too many uh, branches and too many to count. There were. As much as there were McDonald's and Starbucks. 
this branch was uh, maybe like five minutes away from me, from the one that I worked. And that branch is said to be haunted. And just like in this story, it has a basement. That branch has wooded floors. So every time you took a step, you felt you felt the oldness of that branch. Like if you take one step, you could fall in. A friend of mine had training, and apparently the training room was in the basement. She would hear steps, footsteps coming down the, the stairs, but nobody there. She would feel a breeze. She would hear someone talking, but nobody there. Of course, you couldn't really hear anybody upstairs either. And she mentioned one time that she saw the door open and close. So, reading this story from this Reddit post just kind of reminded me of that. I don't know, maybe if you guys had a similar situation or know somebody who told of a similar story. Be happy to share that. I'm going to go ahead and take a brief pause here. And I will be back with more stories. Welcome back to the dark hour. This next story I'm going to tell you comes from Creepypasta. And it's called Darkness in the Rear View Mirror. In the summer of 2013, I found myself driving home alone on Highway 902 from a party. It was almost midnight, and needless to say, it was pitch black. As it was usual at night, I was on the edge. I had the radio off and could hear nothing but the muffled roars of tires on pavement and the dull hum of my engine. I stole a glance into the middle rearview mirror and saw nothing but darkness through the back window. I know that I looked backward and saw nothing. I'm sure of it. Just a seemingly endless blackness of the night. I remember it so clearly because not 10 seconds later, a car passed me to the left. Headlights on. I had one of those sudden adrenaline rushes like when you think you see a person outside your bedroom window when it's just a tree. Or when you start, aw start awake at night with the feeling of falling. 10 seconds earlier, nothing had been behind me. Suddenly a car. I drove the rest of the way home, shivering and knowing something was off. The next morning, I found two sets of scratches near the back of my van. One was on the left rear, one was on the right. The car was pretty old. They could have been there for months, but that was the first time that I distinctly remember seeing them. In hindsight, there are two possibilities for what happened that night. Possibly one. By some glitch in reality or something paranormal, this other car had somehow appeared behind me within 10 seconds of me checking my mirror. Like some weird ghost crap or something. However, the second option is what makes my blood run cold whenever I consider it. It didn't even occur to me until months after the fact, but it makes me dread driving alone at night even more. Possibility number two. The car was normal. It had approached me from the rear and passed me to the left. However, something large and wide and as black as the night had been clinging to the rear of my car obscuring my rear obscuring my view through the window and leaving deep scratches on the side and i had inadvertently driven it home with me 
<laughs> what do you guys think about that one? Story number three from Creepypasta. It's called Instant Messaging. It all started on the 14th night of March, the night of my parents' 20th wedding anniversary. It was a wonderful sunny day, if memory serves. Surprisingly warm for before the beginning of the spring. The beautiful weather was perfect for the atmosphere of the day. Being married for 20 years is obviously a momentous occasion, so my parents had booked a table at our favorite Italian restaurant. Of course, this was a formal occasion, so I had my best suit on. It was 5.33, and I was just straightening my tie when my phone went off. I'd received a message. That's a strange thought. That never happens. I checked the message. It was from my mom. It was quite a jumble of numbers and letters. But through the vocabulary, stew, I couldn't make out the legible phrase, Please help me. It should go without saying that this worried me greatly, so I immediately replied, Are you okay? Just as instantly, I got another text which reads, Oops, pocket text. I signed with the relief I had and continued to prepare myself. A few minutes later, I received yet another message, this time from my dad. I checked the text, and once again, it was a massive mixture of letters and numbers, with the phrase, Please help me, concealed within. Creepy though, as creepy this was, my dad was always a joker, so I presumed he was just joking around until I was sending over the next text, saying, Oops, pocket text. Now this sparked panic, pure, unmistakable panic. Exactly half a minute passed when I received the exact same message from my sister. This could not be coincidental. It just couldn't. In a state of sheer anxiety, I started to run to the restaurant. I made it about a quarter of the way before I stopped by before I was stopped by a police officer. Main roads closed, he said. Huge car crash. This was the exact moment I realized just what had happened. I demanded to see the wreckage. A request I'm surprised was allowed. When I got there, it wasn't the remnants of the car that caught my eye. Not the flames. Not the destroyed vehicle. No. I was horrified to see the lifeless corpses of my mother, father, and sister. I asked for the estimated time of their deaths. All three of them were killed instantly by collision at 532. Story number three from Creepypasta. Kids in the Dark. Growing up poor in the deep south meant sharing a lot with my little brother, Ollie. Most often, we passed toys, clothes, and skin conditions between us. Up until he was six, we even shared a bed. Neither of us was happy about that. It was my 10th birthday when that changed. I got one present that year, and it was a bed of my own. Ollie was jealous right away, and I couldn't understand why. He had to keep that half-broken-down frame with a worn-out mattress. The one I'd gotten wasn't much better, but not being broken and worn was enough. Sleeping apart was a great feeling. It was freedom. No longer would I have to suffer the sudden and inexplicable kicks to the stomach. No longer would I wake up with Ollie's foot pressing to my neck like he stepped on Dracula. The night before. At least that's what I thought. Right away, right after, 
I got the new bed. The shriek started. At first I thought Ollie woke up in the middle of the night and screamed because he had gotten scared. Then the sound echoed through the tiny room again and I knew it wasn't a normal cry. The room was always black as pitch after sunset. The one window we had was pressed against a lone leaf pine and even the biggest brightest moon cast no light inside. The shriek just about drove me crazy. Every night, probably at the same time, these sharp yelps would knock me right out of my dreams. It wasn't my mom or dad yelling, neither. I knew what sounded like, believe me. Most worrying of all this was the fact that I could never tell where it was coming from. It seemed completely random. One night, I'd come from somewhere near the closet. The next, it'd shoot out from the corner of the ceiling. Any hope I'd had, I've had knowing, any hope that I have, wow, <laughs> this person really butchered this one. Any hope I'd had of having my own space would get dashed every time as Ollie would slightly slip into the bed with me, shaking like crazy. He'd clasp onto me and wouldn't let go until it was almost daybreak. Most times, I'd take his hand and tell him everything was going to be okay. That it'd be over by morning, but I was never really sure. Over time, the shriek started changing. At first, it was only by small decrees. But eventually, it took, it took on the primal hooting sound of a primate calling out of its fierce warning. I had to clasp my pillows to my ears just to keep from going deaf. Mom and Dad never believed me or Ollie because... That's the thing. Whatever it was, refused to make a peep when they were in the room. Apparently, they couldn't even hear it through the walls even though it was damn sure loud enough. The shriek just got worse and worse until I felt like I couldn't take it anymore. Me and Ollie were doing really bad in school and we just had no energy at all. I could sleep more deeply within my head with my head propped up and eyes open in the middle of the class than in my own room at night. Then thankfully, we moved out of the house nearly a year later. I had contemplated all sorts of things, even as a child. Clumsy concept of suicide, to get away from the horrific nightly noise. There was no problem at the next house. It was a nice white cookie cutter home on a dead end street, and I welcomed the normalcy. What's more, when we moved in, there was a bunk bed waiting for me and Ollie. No more broken bed, no more second bed, I ended up having to share anyway. The only problem was deciding who'd get the top bunk. I told Ollie I deserved it. After all, I had gotten a new bed way back. And he ruined it by climbing in every night. What? He shook his head. I never did that. I'd always wondered why the noise stepped the second I was sharing my bed. I've always wondered why the noise stopped the second I was sharing my bed. Now I had the answer. It was never Ollie. Well, those are all my stories for today. Sorry for the poor reading of my end. Again, these were typed in by people, and I read it as they wrote it. Try to do my best to decipher that. <laughs> On that note, folks, I'm going to call it at night. Have yourself a safe and a happy Halloween. <laughs>